Namaste, Vanakam and hello everyone. So here onwards, we are going to start our discussion on practical approach of Dinacharya or daily routine. A very fascinating and powerful tool for improving our quality of life. Most beautiful thing about daily routine is that it gives benefits even if we are dedicating a very little amount of time to it. And I hope that by the end of the series, Ayurvedic daily routine becomes a part of our life. So let us start without wasting much time. The first step in daily routine is waking up in the early hours of the day, which we call as Brahma Murata. What exactly we mean by Brahma Murata? Brahma Murata is made up of two words, Brahma plus Murata. Brahma is a Hindu deity who is considered as God of creation and his consort is Devi Saraswati, considered as Devi of knowledge, memory, wisdom and music. Now, the time of our day and night are divided into 15 muratas as per Vedic system. Each murat is 48 minutes. Brahm murat is the uh, 14th murata or the second last murata of 24 hour cycle. Though there are various opinions in this regards, but we will stick to this one for simplicity. So roughly, it is 1.5 hours before sunrise. Now, as I told you that Brahma is the god of creation and his consort Ma Saraswati is a goddess of knowledge, memory, wisdom, music and arts. So if we represent our day and night with a life cycle, Brahma Murata basically represents our fetal life. This is the reason this time is considered as very powerful for conceiving thoughts or taking resolutions. So whatever mind conceives at this time reaches its destination faster. Second important principle that applies here is the Tridosh theory. Most of us might be aware that as per Ayurveda, the body is governed by three humors which are Vata, Pitta and Kapha. And each one of us has their own body constitution, which is generally a combination of these three. Off and on, Vata, Pitta and Kapha will keep repeating in one or the other context. And we will understand more about this as we go ahead. Now, like our body, our day is also governed by these three forces. Vata time in a day is 2 to 6 am and 2 to 6 pm. And Kapha time is 6 to 10 am and 6 to 10 pm. And Pitta time is 10 am to 2 pm and 10 pm to 2 am. Vata represents movement or wind energy or in our body it represents nervous system. Similarly, Pitta represents fire or metabolism or any energy releasing process in our body. And Kapha represents water or fluid, for example, lymph and blood in our body. Now, as I said, Vata time is 2 to 6 am. That means that our nervous system is active in this period. And as we have rested well normally, our mind is relaxed. So obviously we are in alpha state of our mind. If we connect the dots, Brahma Murata, Vata Pitta and Kapha, Devi Saraswati, and also understand the physiology of earth, this is the time when earth experiences a very pure and abundant universal energy. Therefore, this time is considered best for getting up, meditation, study, yoga and introspection. But why don't we actually get up and why don't we feel this energy? 
or have the ability to uh, utilize it i'll touch this topic in my next audio till then stay connected namaste welcome and hello everyone welcome to our group simply connected so now let's understand why normally we are unable to experience the powerful impact of brahma murat the answer to this lies in the previous day so let's go back and see where are the missing links very first of course is our environment and our technology first among this is the street lights which has stolen away our nights from us nights are no more darker this darkness is very essential for various biochemical processes within our body due to the infiltration of light in the dark skies there is an effect on all species especially the little birds that we used to see in olden days which are now missing next is the electromagnetic radiations we all know how it impacts our health and environment there are various researches that speak about it but it is not highlighted as it is a very big industry and such researches are deliberately ignored then is the work culture that we are creating which includes long working hours working in shifts which play badly with our natural cycle of the day next is our thoughts we are continuously bombarded with small events triggering stressful thoughts pending stuffs plannings work and relationship stresses sun rises and sun sets but thoughts are continuously flowing we sleep thinking and we wake up thinking we are so much into our thoughts that we forget that gates to our subconscious mind opens during sleep the whole traffic of thoughts enters through this gate to the subconscious mind and ultimately reaches the universe so when we wake up each cell of ours is tuned to those stresses third important factor is our food like our thoughts we are continuously taking food sun rises and sun sets but the food continues we sleep while our body is still working to digest the food body temperature lowers but compromised digestion continues now how can we wake up fresh while our digestion system is working in a complete non cooperating environment fourth important reason is not understanding body mind complex like our body which is tridoshic similarly our mind is trigunatmak that is it is affected by three gunas sattva rajas and tamas sattva brings purity and is only a guna while rajas and tamas when impure becomes a dosh rajas is like wind shows activity and tamas is like kapha and displays heaviness while sattva is like pitta or the fire which displays balanced and illuminated mind body can be active slow or balanced and so is mind body and mind are different entities and they both can display different characters a slow body can have an active mind and an active body can have a slow mind so people who are very intelligent or brainy may not be active in lifestyle similarly sports lovers may show uh, practicality rather than wisdom but we simply run away calling ourselves or others lazy or hyperactive we need to understand that this misunderstanding can cause conflict within ourselves last but not the least is again our mind we make huge resolutions and break it but the reality is trust gets breached every time we break our promises mind cannot initiate any task in the same manner once it has seen a failure so this is the reason people who try and fail in getting up in the early hours fail again in the same attempt 
So tomorrow I'm going to talk about my perspective on this and I hope that this will be of some help to you. But having an understanding of the problem in itself is half solution. So introspect a little and stay simply connected. Namaste, vanakam and hello everyone. Welcome to our group Simply Connected. Sorry for this delay due to an unexpected uh, workload and hangover after it. So, uh, having understood the value of Brahma Murata and the challenges that we face in maintaining the optimum benefit out of it, let's talk about what we can do about this. First one is lighting of our houses and outside. Darkness is very essential for the release of melatonin from our pineal gland present in our brain. This pineal gland is also called as third eye and the hormone it releases is essential for sleep, relaxation and longevity. Therefore, though we are quite used to full lighting in our houses, make sure that you uh, have extra lights of various power in all your rooms. Try to keep lights dim in the night. Also, you should try some creative ideas like candles or diffusers. The goal is to achieve darkness that initiates the natural cycle in your body. Also, during the day, avoid using artificial light and rather do your work in the natural light. Secondly, keep yourself away from electronic and electrical gadgets after 7 p.m. Turn off Wi-Fi's and uh, mobiles. If not possible, place phones as far as possible from you. The indoor plants absorb quite a lot of electromagnetic radiations. Therefore, try to have some plants which are uh, used indoor. Um, uh, these could be like cactus, spider plant, aloe vera, beetle leaf, ivy, snake plant, etc. Try to have uh, nets over your windows and doors so that you can keep windows open in the night and allow the mystical fresh night air to ventilate your rooms and your body. Try not to use chemical mosquito repellents in the night. Instead, uh, use herbal repellents or mosquito baths. Food should not be eaten after 7 p.m. Once you uh, stop eating after 7 p.m., automatically you will see that you wake up in the early hours, especially 3 to 4 a.m. You might not be able to get up at that time, but your eyes will definitely start opening. Initially, this can seem a big and difficult step, so try tapering it off. Few days, stop uh, eating carbohydrates. Just have cooked vegetables um, uh, or a curry or a soup and before sleep have a glass of milk with dry fruits. Uh, if you feel that you will miss out on essential nutrients, don't worry. In the morning surprisingly you will be really hungry and at that time eat as much as you want and guilt free. This is so far the easiest solution I could see can work for me. Now that the house is dark and the food is done before 7 p.m., it's bedtime. By 10 p.m., ideally, we should lie down. But we should also know we can never sleep forcefully. Sleep only comes when you have enough melatonin in the blood. So till the sleep comes, there are various things that we can do while still lying down and without turning on the lights. For example, some stretching exercises of foot hand, neck and eye, or deep breathing exercises, or mantra chanting, or listening to some pleasant music, or motivational audio, 
or simply align your mind to go to the place of its imagination giving wings to the mind and lifting all restrictions from it helps in uh, releasing happy hormones and uh, you can uh, keep oil by the bedside for massage on your hand feet knees face and some acupressure points that's a huge list actually and you won't know when you fell asleep now another important topic here is management of thoughts and stresses we all are bombarded with thousands of thoughts throughout our day every event ultimately converts into thoughts and stay in our mind therefore it is very essential that that by the evening just have a quick look at your thoughts and sort it out into deletable thoughts ignorable thoughts or attendable thoughts quickly attend important thoughts and try to give a closure to your daily thoughts and uh, encourage mind to have happy thoughts this kind of act might not give uh, results in the beginning but uh, soon you will feel the changes in your energy levels when you wake up in the morning another big hurdle is that uh, some people have an active evening life can be due to extended or long working hours or studies or lots of household work at this time so here i would like to mention that minimum sleep person needs is 3 to 5 hours but the sleep should be absolutely quality sleep many famous people like hitler or swami vivekanand had mastered uh, this 3 hour sleep even i can sleep at 12 and get up at 4 am but in case i make sure that i take 1 to 2 hours of rest in the daytime and this is possible through yog nidra which i find very powerful for me I'll share the video link so you can see if it works for you. Now, uh, these are few suggestions that I had. But the first important thing is never stress yourself to wake up early. Never put alarms. Simply manage your night and your quality of thoughts. Also, uh, reward yourself when you wake up. Do something that you love to do. Eat something nice and allow yourself some me time rather than telling yourself oh i have to do yoga or i should drink that decoction or this and that don't burden don't stress everything will come naturally it takes minimum 20 days for a habit to be a part of our life so uh, take baby steps just take uh, or kind of nurture the seed uh, the plant will grow naturally out of it so uh, that's all for today uh, next topic is usha pan or uh, drinking water first thing in the morning and i hope uh, i'm able to put this topic tomorrow till then stay simply connected namaste vanakam and hello everyone welcome to simply connected so let us continue with our daily routine so as soon as uh, you open your eyes Take a moment to start your day with gratitude towards Mother Earth, who is the source of abundance for we living beings. Gratitude has great healing powers. Next comes the Usha Pan. As the name suggests, Usha means morning and Pan means drinking. Morning especially is the time before sunrise. Therefore the water that we drink just before sunrise is called Usha Pan. It is considered as a Rasayana in Ayurveda. This means that water taken at this time of the day will act at the cellular level and improve the functioning of all organ system. 
as ayurveda recommends taking water uh, which is lukewarm or warm as per our prakriti or the body constitution it helps improve intestinal motility or the movement which helps in complete evacuation and removal of toxins therefore it is helpful in reducing constipation piles and hyperacidity ayurveda also suggests um, this water to be stored in gold copper or earthen pot for added benefits some other day i will talk about the benefits of silver and gold vessels but here my focus is copper and earthen vessels only copper vessel purifies the water if stored for minimum 8 hours this means that it has anti microbial anti bacterial and antiviral action also it improves the tds and ph levels of water tds means total dissolved solvents and ph means the power of hydrogen the earthen pot has better results in tds and ph and also improves taste but copper water gives some added benefits copper vessel or the tamrajal may not be suitable for individuals having pitta prakriti or the hot constitution and also its metallic taste may not be comfortable for many so in that case earthen vessel is the best of you may be concerned if copper ions in the water is above the recommended levels then uh, there are researches which states even if the water is stored for more than 8 hours the copper ions stay below the recommended levels so nothing to worry just make sure that you keep the copper vessel clean and to clean copper vessel use acidic things like vinegar tamarind or lemon jugs or open vessels are better than the bottles similarly earthen vessels should also be wider to help better cleaning now uh, the next step is evacuation or mal utsarjan i'm sure you are thinking that there is nothing much to talk about this but wait there's a whole science behind evacuation i'll keep it very short though there are some basic rules mentioned in the ayurveda the first one states that one must face in the north direction so in case your toilet is north facing then you're lucky or else forget this rule second we must not speak sing or talk on mobile but yes if you can't stay away from your mobiles then listen to a podcast or a music but never work on mobile while defecating the reason is that uh, defecation is through downward vatic force or the wind force this vata can be correlated to a nervous system so using our upper sensory organs is not recommended as it may lead to the weakness of these organs for example vision or teeth also defecation in ayurveda finds its mention in non suppressible urges non suppressible urges are those urges which should never be suppressed or initiated this means never force yourself to suppress or initiate the process of defecation to facilitate evacuation a glass of milk in the night or a water in the morning or a proper digestion of your food and adequate rest are enough if despite this you still have constipation then you may take trifla powder once in the morning or night time 2 to 3 gram of this powder is enough with warm water trifla has amla or the gooseberry harar or the chabula and behra or the belarica this is easily available in uh, stores in india and online also this herbal composition also acts as a rasayana if taken in long run you just have to see that it suits you if you want to know more about this preparation let me know
Next comes the position uh, of uh, defecation. Ayurveda recommends squatting position and Indian toilets basically allow that position. But western commode do not have that kind of margin. Squatting posture basically initiates a wind movement and also creates an ideal angle of 35 degrees between the upper body and your legs which opens the rectum and facilitates easy evacuation but in the western cambode there is 90 degree that is your legs are not bending at the hips they are straight and is very healthy unhealthy in the long, long run there is a very easy solution for this nowadays cambodes are coming with built in stools to raise your legs but if you don't uh, have an access to this commode simply place a short table under your legs which raises it to the ideal angle i'll share a picture for the same to help you you may also learn pavan muktasan this asan can be done in empty stomach after you wake up it is simply holding your folded legs close to your chest for around 5 minutes daily soon your body will get conditioned to this reflex and you will get into the habit of evacuating it will take few days but definitely uh, it will start working so finally this completes the potty training and after this i will share yoga nidra video link and also few pictures to help you with this audio so thank you very much and stay simply connected namaste vanakam and hello everyone welcome to simply connected so far we learned ways to sleep early rise early drink water and proper evacuation Now after defecation Ayurveda states washing hands feet and mouth thoroughly with water or decoction preferably gooseberry or neem um the purpose is proper sanitization probably in olden days uh, as the toilets were outside or um, in the open spaces therefore sanitization was essential the next step is to observe your face in the mirror that is darpan mukhase avlokan to assess any kind of abnormality on your face or any swelling and also at this time observe your tongue and teeth tongue is seen as a map of our body organs and therefore reflects the well-being of these organs for example the tip of the tongue reflects upper body organs for example lungs and heart middle area represents liver and gallbladder on the sides and stomach in the center and back part of the tongue represents lower body such as intestines bladder and kidneys a practitioner with years of experience can assess a lot of problems from tongue alone another thing that is noticed through tongue is its color coating any ulcers swelling or pigmentation both the surfaces that is ventral or dorsal and upper or lower should be observed the white coating shows kapha vishayan yellow shows pitta vishayan and black or brown coloration shows uh, vata vishayan therefore daily observing the tongue is a good habit you don't need to remember the rules but a simple observation on a regular basis over the years will definitely teach you many things naturally similarly observing your teeth is equally important for any kind of uh, cavities or any infections Hygiene of our mouth is very important as it is a door to our digestive system. So, we come to a topic of danta dhavan and jivanirlekhan. Danta dhavan means washing our teeth and jivanirlekhan means cleaning our tongue or scraping of our tongue. The teeth should be cleaned twice in a day, once in the morning after defecation and once in the evening after an hour of consumption of our food. 
In today's time, we all are using toothpaste and high-quality toothbrushes. But I wonder, why do we even need to put artificial substances in our mouth? Despite the great technology behind these brushes, paste and toothpicks, we have seen more harm than dental well-being. Many of these toothpaste contain chemicals which are not just harmful for the teeth but also harmful for our health in the long run as we daily ingest these ingredients in traces. Therefore, it is very essential that we should use natural products for cleaning teeth and um, these are basically herbal powders containing only eatable ingredients which even if ingested won't cause any harm. Our own finger is the best way to treat our mouth. Cleaning teeth with powder produces scrubbing action as well as gives good gum massage. Add sesame, coconut or mustard oil in the powder for better results. To put this into habit, start doing it in the evenings and slowly put this habit into your routine. Soon you will notice better results. Dental hygiene also requires dental exercises. One very good exercise which is always a great remedy for not just dental health problems but for general well-being. Being practiced in olden days by our great elders we call it chewing medicinal sticks. Twigs of kashai, katu and tiktras that is astringent, pungent or sharp and bitter taste or flavors are used some examples are neem curry leaves miswak or salvadora chewing uh, the twigs of these plants in itself is a good form of exercise but if you keep chewing you will see the front end turns into brush now you can also crush it further um, so that the bristles thus formed are a little softer and now gently you can use it uh, like a brush but very gently and avoid hurting your gums if not daily Try doing it once uh, on, a week, on weekends or uh, 15 days or even a month. In my gentle reminders, I'll keep uh, reminding you for the same. And also I'll be adding further tips and tricks or the plant names that can be used for these twigs. Uh, while uh, chewing, keep spitting the uh, saliva so formed. Thereafter, a good mouth rinse is very essential. At this time, fill your mouth completely with warm or normal water and splash your eyes many times. This is very healthy of uh, releasing eye muscle stress and thus helps in vision improvement. Now comes uh, tongue scrapping. So for scrapping we can use copper or metal tongue scraper but I won't recommend the plastic one. In the olden days gold and uh, silver scrapers were also used. Uh, how to use it uh, that you should start using it very gently and very slowly take it to the posterior tongue uh, till you're comfortable and then from there gently scrap it uh, uh, backwards to forwards and wash the scrapper repeat it two or three times and make sure uh, the scrapper is of good qualities and edges are very smooth don't fear you start doing it gently doing every day you will be confident enough and also will be able to take it little more behind initially you can experience a gagging sensation or kind of puking but that's fine 
but this this will actually clean your tongue and refresh your taste buds also it will take away the coatings uh, and uh, some kind of infectious uh, you know kind of fungal or any kind of infection that is there um, so this this will actually clean your tongue completely and refresh all your taste buds and will help indirectly in improving your digestion uh, so that's about today's topic and um, any doubts please let me know so stay simply connected thank you namaste vanakam and hello everyone welcome to simply connected so today our topic is oil pulling which is also called as gandush and kaval in ayurveda it is a very powerful technique and doing it on a regular basis gives very good results so let's understand how is it done gandush or kaval is basically holding medicated liquid or oil in mouth when this liquid completely fills the mouth that it cannot be moved around it is called gandush and when the oral cavity is half filled so that it can be swished around it is called kaval this oil pulling is not just pre- preventive but also curative this means it is used to correct many oral diseases when it is used for curative purposes we divide it into categories based on the processing and nature of medicated liquid we use but here we will focus primarily on preventive aspect and in our daily routine so first let us talk about the procedure of oil pulling take 10 to 15 ml of cold pressed coconut oil if you are pitta prakriti or you have fiery nature and cold pressed organic sesame oil if you are kapha or avata prakriti generally it should be poured in the mouth from the bowl in a raised chin position that is lifting your mouth upwards but initially you can use a tablespoon to fill the mouth keep this oil for 5 to 15 minutes as per your capacity when you feel that there are enough salivary secretions in your mouth or tears appear in your eyes or you feel pain in your joints of the jaws spit it out and rinse your mouth properly with lukewarm water a few times ideally we should uh, massage our shoulders or neck region for better results but i generally massage my neck and face while holding the oil in mouth alternatively i continue with my household stuff while the uh, oil is still in my mouth now there are few do's and don'ts while doing uh, this the oil should be lukewarm but not very hot because it can burn your mouth test it um, on the skin of your hand before powering it in the mouth initially uh, uh, you will need to do it later on uh, you will understand the temperature do not swallow this oil at all because it contains toxic secretions third never spit it in the wash basin or the sink it can clog the water later use a uh, waste poly bags or uh, you can spit it in the open area if you have excess oil pulling should not be done in diseased conditions like asthma ulcers fever nausea bleeding disorders of mouth cold cough or any kind of acute upper respiratory problems now let's talk about its numerous benefits which have been validated through various researches done um this removes microorganisms uh, which are harboring in our oral cavity it removes plaque carries from the oral cavities as it removes toxins through the oral mucosa it actually purifies blood 
Oral diseases can contribute to many systemic diseases like cardiac problems or diabetes. Therefore, the excellent oral hygiene so produced reduces systemic diseases uh, due to these oral problems. Mouth, eyes, ears and nostrils are seven doors to uh, nourish brain directly. Therefore, oil pulling nourishes all the 12 cranial nerves and improves vision, memory, skin tone and nasal problems. Therefore, it reduces fine lines, wrinkles, drowsiness, loss of appetite, dryness of mouth, chapped lips, whitens teeth, improves uh, facial luster and muscle tone. Well, I myself practice this routine, though not regularly, but whenever I have time. Uh, practicing uh, daily gives us all the benefits as described above, but even if we do it once or twice in a week, it improves our oral health. This combined with dantmanjan and tongue scrapping and chewing twigs or datun is a complete dental care. And yes, diet also plays a supportive role. So uh, this is in very brief, experience its multi-benefits by doing it. Also, I will request that whenever you have any doubt, don't hesitate to write to me. And don't think that I get disturbed because this is the only reason I am on WhatsApp. Otherwise, I could have shared my knowledge through uh, YouTube or other platforms. And I know I'll be uh, more regular, more frequent with my articles uh, in coming times. This is a lockdown period. So uh, that's all for now. Take good care of yourself and stay simply connected. Namaste, Vanakam and hello everyone. Welcome to Simply Connected. I got delayed in this article not because uh, I was occupied, but because this article holds a lot of relevance in today's time. I was going through uh, lots of recent research articles, but this work, though very uh, rewarding, is time-consuming. So uh, today's topic is Anjan Karm or application of collyrium in eyes. Earlier, whenever I did presentation on daily routine, this was the least talked article. But uh, now, uh, this holds number one value in my list of Dhinacharya. As we have already understood that Dhinacharya is a power-packed routine that covers all aspects of health in a very simplified manner. Understanding its concept is like uh, wellness half achieved. Coming to eyes, Ayurveda states that vision is the topmost vital sensory organ because compromise at any sensory organ can be somehow adjusted. For example, if a person can't hear, can still lip read or understand sign language uh, or if a person can't smell, can still manage with it or can't taste, can be actually able to manage with it. But if you uh, lack vision, if you don't have a vision, you have lost the magic of life. Where it is such an essential sensory organ, it is the one which is being abused the most. Business, work, home, um, shopping, everything requires mobiles and laptops uh, where vision is being overused. We do gym, yoga, meditation, but how many of us make sure that we are doing eye exercises daily? So it's time that we talk about our eyes. As per Ayurveda, eyes are the place for pitta or the fire element. Normally people misunderstand vata pitta kapha as just a prakriti, but our whole body is governed by these three elements. And vata pitta kapha are further divided into 5-5 five, five subdivisions with more specific functions. So eyes uh, is a place for alochak pith or the fire that helps us to see. It is like sun. 
um, the absence of sun means darkness now um, hot areas which has more sunlight are dry in nature similarly our eyes um, have the tendency to dry secondly our eyes are vulnerable to kapha disorders therefore to prevent eyes from dryness and kapha problems we need to follow eye care in our daily routine now already we have included um, two steps for eye care that is splashing eyes with water when uh, when you wake up and two to three times in a day with mouth full of water second is oil pulling the oil uh, nourishes the adjacent areas around mouth which includes eye muscles as well third uh, and the most important step is application of collyrium now as you call it um, it is basically application of herbal medicated collyrium or drops in the eyes this should be done in early morning or night time but never in the daytime as it produces a cleansing effect in the eyes going in the sunlight is not recommended thereafter anjan karm is a huge subject as it is not just preventive but also curative it is a very very beneficial in many eye diseases improving vision reducing cataracts conjunctivitis tie etc it is just not an application for any ayurvedic specialist but a part of panchkarma a major treatment for eye disorders here i will limit myself to daily routine care only so this collyrium can be prepared at home which we call as kajal i have uh, taken a video of it and will post after editing this has been practiced for ages in many countries including india the preparation method has some differences in ingredients but basically the process is same kajal is different from surma the handmade kajal is basically black carbon which is harmless an organic cow ghee deepam is lighted and a well cleaned copper plate is put on the flame to collect the soot formed by the thick wick of the deepam the soot is collected hygienically and it forms the base in which we add one to drops of cow ghee or castor oil and may also add camphor powder in it as i told you that copper has antimicrobial activity and the ghee or the clarified butter is considered best with the shamak or fire pacifying applying it with the tip of your clean finger inside lower eyelids will help reduce tears in the eyes alternatively there are various eye drops which can be used in early morning or night time i'll send the one i use in fact i'm using homemade collyrium as well as eye drops this practice keeps the eyes most moist nowadays working on monitors and laptops becomes compulsory as it produces lot of light it vitiates pitta element leading to dry eye the dry eye puts a stress on our eye muscles and weakens vision then there are eye washes eye exercises supportive nutrition supplements that i will take up next also we need to understand that each practice in the daily routine is taking care of many other areas so try to assign one day in a week where you do what uh, we have learned so far this will help you overcome the doubts associated with it and you will also observe that these are not time consuming so please don't take it lightly and start now so that's all for now any doubts um, don't hesitate to ask and stay simply connected